A chance meeting Doris and her mountain home. One beautiful evening in the latter part of May, a little girl stood leaning upon a low stone wall on the slope of Mont Eoso, which overlooks the blue waters of Lake Magoor in Italy. She was listening to the melody of chiming bells borne upon the soft air from steeples in villages far and near. A basket of roses was at her feet, their odor mingling with that of violets and other flowers blooming in luxurious profusion about her. She was so absorbed by the sweet sounds that she did not notice a young girl who was walking in the footpath leading from the lake and was somewhat startled when a white hand was laid gently upon her shoulder. I did not wish to alarm you, little girl, smiled the stranger, and Doris noticed the low, sweet tone of voice should have spoken before touching you. I would like to sit upon this old gray wall and chat with you. Will you tell me your name? Yes, it is Doris. Marisuis, real pretty name. Mine is Amelia von Ernstein. I am glad to meet you in this lovely spot. Do you often come here? Oh yes, very often. I pass it every time I go to Mahaz of an, on an errand, and always stop to look over the wall. And when it is at this time in the evening, I love to listen to the bells. Amelia glanced with a marrying eyes upon the sturdy little figure with large, soft brown eyes and cheeks like damask roses, and Doris was equally pleased with the tall, slender figure of her companion, the deep blue eyes and the wealth of blonde hair, and above all the sweet, cordial manner. Did these lovely roses grow in your garden? asked Amelia, glancing down at them. Yes, we have plenty of roses, but you may speak in German to me. I understand it, her quick intelligence, having discerned the German accent, although her new friend spoke the Italian well for a foreigner. Do you really understand my native tongue? Yet you are an Italian? Your beautiful dark eyes and hair and olive complexion tell me that. But they told you wrong, laughed Doris gleefully. My father and mother were born in Germany, so I am a German born in Italy. But what part of Germany were they from? asked Amelia, with interest. Papa was from the shore of the North Sea. His home was in a pretty village there. And you and your mother was from the same place? No, Mama was from a village in Switzerland called Schulz. They came here because Papa was not strong, and the German doctors said the Italian climate and the mountain air would suit him better. I hope it did help him. The doctors said it helped him to live longer, but he died last summer, and the dark eyes filled with tears. He was an artist, and oh, he painted the loveliest picture of his home on the shore of the North Sea, with the white waves dashing upon the strand. Where is the picture now, Doris? Papa sewed it to a picture dealer in Palanza and said he could paint another at any time, but he had so much ordered work that he put it too oft from time to time, and it was never done. When he took ill, he wanted to go to his old home, but was not strong enough. Then he wished for the picture to be by his bed where he could see it, 
Mama asked Maha to go to Payanza and buy it back, and all the time Maha was gone, she was so anxious because she thought the picture dealer might have sold it. Was it sold? asked Amelia eagerly. No, but the picture dealer said that a lady who was visiting in Payanza had admired it very much and had partly promised to buy it. But when Maha told him all how ill Papa was, he said he would lend it, and Maha brought it home with her, and Papa and Mama were so glad to have it. Where is it now? Mama longed to keep it, but would not. She sent it back and thanked the picture dealer with many thanks for his kindness. My dear Doris, it was I who bought that picture, but I never until now knew the history of it. You and your mother are welcome to it, if you can send for it. Oh, yes, we can, said Doris, clasping her hands for joy. Maha will be glad to fetch it, and Mama will be glad. Who is Maha? She is our old neighbor, who lives in a cottage under the shade of the chestnut trees. Does she live by herself? Oh, no, she has Guacomo and Benedetto and Marietta living with her now. Who are they? They are her daughter Marie's children. Marie was her only child, and when she died, Maha took them all and is taking care of them. Is their father living? Oh, yes, he, but he works many miles away. He is a marble cutter. See them all as often as he can. Mama says that he was always good to Marie and, that ch and the children and did the best he could for them. He is so, it is so lovely here, commented Amelia, looking reflectively over the landscape spread before them. But one must look for trials here as well as in less favored spots. Do you live on Mont Ioso? asked Doris. No, my father and I live in Berlin, but it is so lovely here in the springtime of the year that we come to Poyanza to stay for a while. Do you ever come here? I have never been there. I stayed with, Papa, stayed with Papa most of the day, and we took lovely walks. But I never went so far. Of mornings he painted in the chapel, and of afternoons under the shade of the chestnut trees. Then when he was tired of painting, he went higher up the mountain, where we could look up on the sea and other mountains. Then of evenings Papa and Mama read aloud, and I listened. When your Papa painted, what did you do? Could you help him in any way? I could not help much, but I read to him, and he taught me to sing. I wish you would sing for me. Without making excuse or waiting for a second request, Doris trilled out in a sweet, clear voice, Red clouds in the heaven, white foam upon the sea, and beautiful, oh beautiful, is the world to me. Red berries on the hillside, blue violets on the lea, and beautiful, oh beautiful, is the whole world to me. But soon the autumn cometh, the leaves drop from the tree, but beautiful, still beautiful, is the whole world to me. After autumn comes the winter, then spring comes back in glee, and beautiful, oh beautiful, is the whole world to me. This is a song I love, commented Fraulein von Ernstein when she finished, and your father has taught you to sing correctly. You have a good voice and will give pleasure to many with your sweet songs. Mama has a sweet voice. Papa loved to hear her sing. 
I could not think what to give you in remembrance of our first meeting, said Amelia. But now that you sing so sweetly, I will give you my little hymn book, and will write your name in it. And taking the book and a pencil from her pocket, she wrote, Doris Morisuis from Amelia von Ernstein. And adding the date, she put the book in the hand of Doris, who collared with pleasure at the gift. Now I will ask you to read one of my favorite hymns, she continued, and selecting one, she passed the book to Doris, who read it without hesitation. Take my hand, O Father dear, let me know thee ever near. Lead me, I will follow thee, though it night and darkness be. Yes, dear Savior, take my hand, lead me to the blessed land. You read well, Doris, and I am sure you understand what you read. You know if we trust our dear Father to lead us, He will take us in the way that is best for us. My Father did know. I know, said Doris confidently. But see, Doris, said her companion, pointing to the last two lines. We must consider these words as well as those of the first line. But that is what my father tried to do. He wanted me to be perfectly happy here and in heaven. I am sure he did. Sure of it. I too have a dear kind father who loves me so much that he would do anything in the world that is possible for him to do that I might have health. But I am ill, and this is such a grief to him that I cannot tell my feelings to him and thus make him willing to give me up. With all his deep, tender love for me, and all his great longing to have me well, he is powerless to help me. Therefore it is a blissful thought to me that there is a Father in heaven, who loves me better than can any earthly father, and more than that has the will and the power to make me well. Will he cure you? asked Doris, earnestly. He will, but perhaps not until he has led me into a higher and better life. In the new life I will never die. This earth is beautiful, she said, glancing at the rosy clouds in the west and at the lake where tall trees were reflected in its clear waters. But there is a land far more beautiful. When called, I must go, and my Savior will know the best way to lead me. I will put my hands in his with all faith and trust. Doris had listened with rapt attention to these words. They were kept in memory though far from knowing that at some time in the future they would be told to a listener who would treasure them as the greatest earthly blessing. She was pondering over them when a gentleman was seen coming toward them, a tall, handsome man with hair tinged with gray. This is a new friend, Papa, said Amelia cheerily. Doris Manrenzens, and Doris, this is my dear father. I want you to be good friends. I'm sure we will he said pleasantly as he took the hand of the little girl my daughter's friends are mine she has entertained me so well that i almost forgot that you might be waiting for me by the lake i hope you have not been anxious about me a little and he tenderly put back a stray ringlet from the fair forehead but i am glad you had such pleasant company I will often think of you, Doris, and hope you will think of me, said Amelia, as she stepped down from her place. Will you tell me where you live? Yes, and it is but a little walk from here. You just take that path until you come to a cottage by a green tree covered by grapevines. Near the tree is a great rock, and back of the cottage is our terrace with beautiful flowers. And from it we can look out over the sea and the islands. 
This is beautiful, and I hope to see it sometime. And we'll look for you to visit me in Payanza. We are stopping at the hotel there. Goodbye, Doris, and thank you for this pleasant hour. I have more than enough roses for Maha and the children," said Doris, taking up her basket. "Will you have three of them?" And she selected three of the handsomest and presented them. "Oh, thank you! I am glad to have them." And kissing the little girl, she took her father's arm and went down the path to the lake. Doris watched until they were out of sight, then went up on up the mountain path to the cottage of Maha. Thank you for listening to another episode of Acre Soft Story Classic.